Could Texas running back Roshan Johnson be a day three steal? All that and more in this episode of the Lot Dot Dynasty Football Podcast. You are Locked On Dynasty Football, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Marcus Mosher and Kate Madjuke. Welcome back to the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'd like to thank you for making us your first listen of the day. I am your host, Marcus Mosher. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosher. Joining me today, as always, is Kate Majuk. Check her out on Twitter at Kate Majuk. Kate, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. It's Monday. We are headed into a new week. And with a new week comes new prospects to talk yes. about. We're chugging along through our rookie prospect evaluations. And I'm excited for the one we've got today. Running back Roshan Johnson out of Texas, which is my newly dubbed favorite team as of this season. So I appropriately am wearing my uh, my Texas Longhorn sweatshirt. I like it, and and I'm I'm all ready. I'm very prepared. All right, so yeah, let's talk about Roshan Johnson because <laughs> he's in a backfield with you know a potential top twenty pick in Bijan Robinson. However. <laughs> There's a lot to like here, Kate. First of all, what did you see when you turned on the film? Yeah, like first and foremost, let's talk about why this guy didn't get any uh, many snaps. Never exceeded 123 rush attempts at at any point in his tenure at Texas. Uh, Why? Um, Because you have like the most generational running back prospect uh, we've seen in some time running ahead of him. So can't knock him too much for his lack of experience, but... Like Roshan Johnson, true power back, like absolutely love everything about his game. Um, Like that's what you see when you watch Roshan Johnson. It's the question of what could we have seen had he had more time to play? Yes, I I like him a lot. You mentioned the power. Like that's the, the thing that stands out the most about him. I was watching him this morning in a game where it was a fourth and one they give him the ball, and he gets hit three yards behind the line of scrimmage, and he's still able to convert just because he's so big and so strong. Uh, we should mention he was a former quarterback that had to move to the running back position as a freshman because of some injuries and out of desperation. Played really well. Like his most productive season was his freshman season. And then Bijan comes in the following year, and he's behind Bijan. Now, Texas did a good job of trying to rotate in and trying to find a role for him, but you're just not going to get the stats when you have somebody like Bijan ahead of him. But Kate, we have seen like over the last several years, just because you don't start and you don't get a lot of stats doesn't necessarily mean that you're not going to be a really good player in the NFL. Just I'll, I'll cite some off the top, right? Tony Pollard, Damian Pierce, Pierce, perfect example, sat behind Malik Davis, ended up being a fourth round pick. Tony Pollard sat behind Darrell Henderson. Actually, they forced him to play slot receiver, was a Pro Bowl running back this year, one of the most explosive running backs in the league. The NFL leading rusher last year, Josh Jacobs, did not start in college. He played behind Damian Harris. He had less than 250 career touches at Alabama, still went in the first round. So, don't knock him just because he doesn't have elite, elite production. 
Yeah. I mean, Marcus, you mentioned the, the size. He is one of like the more prototypical uh, sized, big, you know, power running back, six foot, 219 pounds um, in like when he had this opportunity, of course, when you have fewer touches, it definitely leaves room for more efficiency, but average 5.6 yards per rush attempt over his career at Texas um, had a pretty safe floor in terms of his touchdown production, despite uh, those limited opportunities, never had fewer than five rushing touchdowns, even had some work as a receiver, not, yeah. not a ton, but again, when you, when you look at his, his, the relative volume of his overall playing time, like, yeah, you like to see the fact that, you know, he's, he's had some opportunities to catch the ball. Now, as a prospect, like when you watch him run, just he's, he's powerful. He has that contact balance that we all know. I just absolutely love. Um, I mean, there were times this season watching the games where if you, you know, like by a clip of the eye, if you didn't catch the back of the Jersey mm-hmm. or the front of the Jersey, like if, if there was some weird angle, there were times where I thought Johnson was Bijan. Yes. Like uh, just off the, you know, very quick glimpse. And then you're like, Oh, Bijan's on the sideline. That's, that's Johnson. Like he's got so much to like about his game. And like, even from a, a, you know, a, a player perspective hear good things about like character leadership yes. in the locker room. Like he feels like the, one of these guys that there is an NFL team that could just absolutely fall in love with him. He's got fresh legs. Didn't yes. even exceed uh, 400 total rushing attempts in his four year career. Now let's talk about the combine. Cause it was kind of an interesting and weird combine for him. And I feel like you don't really get a very clear picture of Roshan Johnson based on what we saw at the combine. Um, yeah. Four, five, eight, 40 yard dash, but he's a big dude, right? But that 10 yard split was incredible. One, five, two, 83rd percentile for running back position. Um, not, doesn't have the hops, a, a 31 and a half inch vertical, not outstanding. Um, but it's that okay. excelled in the broad storm. Like, I feel like his combine was just a little bit all over the map. It was, to be honest, he reminds me, the combine reminded, reminded me a lot of Ramondre Stevenson uh, just a few years ago where, hey, this is a big power back that runs in the four sixes. Now, Roshan was faster. It had better jumps, but you just know like his running style of being just a physical inside banger is going to translate. Okay. And I, I've got a, I've got a couple stats here, courtesy of PFF. Like, this is what's incredible about him. Missed tackles force per attempt, number one in the country among 515 running backs. Uh, zone stuff, which that's a lot of what Texas did, number one in the country. Yards after contact per attempt, 92nd percentile. So, like, you look at the advanced numbers, and like everything says this should be like a first round pick. Now, he doesn't have the athleticism, and that's why he's not going to be a top 50 or so pick, but. Day three, like if this guy is available, this this feels like a no brainer to me. It feels like a no brainer for pretty much any uh, any team whatsoever. But I mean, from like a dynasty perspective, Marcus, like regardless of where this guy falls, I think you have to see him as you know a guy who again uh, 
previously played quarterback. So I do think there are, you know, times where like, you know, from a, a decision-making standpoint, you might see him um, just stutter for a minute, but then you remember like, okay, his, his first game is, is quarterback and he hasn't gotten a ton of reps at the running back position. Like, I, I think there's still some room to grow even at the next He's level. He's so new even to as, the position. Yeah. Like even as a fourth year player at the position, yes. like there's still so like, it's not like he got all of these reps. Like he got maybe a season and a half's worth of reps. Yes. Uh, like it, there's still so much that I still think he can learn. And even like in terms of his ability as a pass blocker, like, pretty solid in his role as a pass blocker gave up only eight total pressures over his four years at Texas, 160 pass blocking opportunities in his four years at Texas. And he was just, he was solid. Like still there wasn't, he wasn't a liability. No, not at all. Not at all. Uh, Kate, let's talk about some potential landing spots because I do feel like that's going to be a big thing for him because of what his strengths and weaknesses are. Let's talk about that next. This episode is brought to you by the Ultimate Football GM app. You've heard us talk about this mobile game before, and if you've ever thought you'd make a good GM, obviously you do because you're listening to Locked On Dynasty Podcast. You're your GM of your own team. You've got to give this game a try. It's not quite as easy as you might think to create a dynasty. When you play Ultimate Football GM, you get to control and manage every strategic aspect of your team as you play through seasons and lead your team to glory trying to build an historic dynasty with ultimate football GM. You're going to be responsible for controlling the destiny of your franchise by hiring the right coaches and coordinators, managing all the finances, including negotiating players, salaries, and the terms. Plus you're going to have to do free agency, the draft injuries, player personnel issues. that are going to pop up uh, throughout the season and everything else that happens during the course of the year. All of this in a challenging, but realistic game world. Ultimate Football GM is completely free and playable offline, so you can play on the go as you want to, when you want to. Locked on Dynasty listeners get a 100% free boost to their franchise when using the promo code Locked On, all in caps, in the game store. That is Locked On, all in caps. So make sure you check it out today. To download the game, just visit ultimate-gm.com or look it up in the app stores. That is ultimate-gm.com, Ultimate Football GM. Start your dynasty today. All right, Kate, let's talk about some landing spots for Roshan Johnson. It seems pretty unlikely that he's going to go in the first two rounds, but I think once you get into the third, fourth, fifth round, I feel like that's where he's going to come off the board. Where would you like to see him land? Man, Marcus, like the world feels like it's his oyster at this point. Um, I I've talked about this uh, potential fit for a couple other landing spots, but what about the Los Angeles chargers who, you know, again, we have this question of uh, Austin Eckler and his uh, requested trade. Um, We don't know if that'll actually come to fruition, but even if Austin Eckler is in this offense, like he's getting older, um, you know, I think it would benefit to have a, a power back brought into mm-hmm. the system uh, that can complement, you know, Austin Eckler's usage as a receiver. Um, and I think just take some pressure off of Justin Herbert in, in the passing game and 
I don't I, I feel like I'd just love to see this fit, uh, especially as we gotta gotta see what's up with the receiving assets and like Keenan Allen's getting older and like I would love to just see that stability in the run game continue. And I think Johnson could be a great asset to do that. It seems like all the regular destinations that we talk about all the time, right? Like Dallas makes sense if you want to pair him with Tony Pollard. You mentioned the Chargers. I could even see him landing, I don't know, with Kansas City, right? Like all those teams. But it doesn't just feel like some team that we don't want him to land on is going to draft him. Like, hey, this seems like a type of Kyle Shanahan guy, right? Like that late day three or late day two running back that Kyle Shanahan drafts every year that we end up all overhyping. That's my fears. He just goes into one of these situations where there's already a really crowded backfield and he's working as the third or fourth guy. That That's what I'm worried about. I absolutely share that fear, especially for the fact that like he is going, I think he projects in such a wide range. Yes. Could literally be to any team in the entire NFL. Um, and the thing about like good, good NFL franchises is they, appreciate depth right mm-hmm. and when you appreciate depth you might be willing to reach on a you know not not to say reach but you might be willing to invest in a, a guy like Roshan Johnson earlier because you know that like okay so as far as a backup running back is concerned like are there any guys that maybe pr- could project as backups with as high upside as Johnson probably not um I be smart for really any of these teams but the question is for fantasy where would you like to see him and what would be the worst landing spot mm. probably like tampa like i mean i think ideally we'd get our hopes up because it's like hey this backfield could be open but i behind that offensive line without a quarterback there i could see him kind of just getting lost in the shuffle um yeah. but i to me it's dallas for a million different reasons, right? Like stay in Texas. The Cowboys love to run the ball inside the five yard line. That's why Ezekiel Elliott always had double digit touchdowns every year. I can see Roshan Johnson replicating that role and more in Dallas. And we know that they are a little bit hesitant, about giving Tony Pollard 20 touches a game. So I think Roshan Johnson could walk into 12, 13 touches on one of the most powerful offenses in the league as soon as next year. Yeah, I, I think that would be a very interesting fit. And this is a team that's been up front, you know, about their their curiosity, even in the first round, uh, to possibly be one of these drafters of, of Bijan Robinson. So if you miss out on Bijan in the first round and you decide to address some other uh, areas of depth in your offense through the draft, um, what a better consolation prize in, in like, the third or fourth round uh, uh, well, than Roshan Johnson. What if it's not a consolation prize? What if I would just rather have Roshan Johnson in the third or fourth wow. round than Bijan in the first? Like, I, it, I mean, obviously you're, you're just saying based on cost, correct? You're... Yes. I'm not as big of a Bijan fan as everybody else is. And I'll, I'll give you an exact reason. There was a couple of games where Roshan Johnson struggled this year. The Alabama game in the TCU game. Did not play well. Neither did Bijan Robinson. But then you watch uh then you watch Bijan tear up like uh UTSA and then you watch Roshan do the exact same thing. Like they were kind of 
when one had a good game, the other one had a good game. And that's a lot just based on the situation. So if I can draft Roshan Johnson 100 picks later, I am absolutely thrilled. Yeah, and again, you get a running back with fewer touches, fewer career touches on his body. Like, um, yeah. I'm in. I'm in. I'm in 100%. And I like from a fantasy standpoint, Marcus, like, again, this is going to be a guy that I feel like I'm going to try to draft on every single one of my teams because in the right situation, I do think he has, like, I don't want to say RB1 upside, but like, well, I'll give you the RB one upside. I think, I think like a very good comp to what he could be in the NFL is like a fantasy producer is like Brian Robinson, right? Brian Robinson didn't get a. Ton I see of him touches. as a better yeah. Brian Robinson, though. right? And Brian Robinson got a ton of touches uh, with Washington. Uh, now he didn't get a lot of the goal line touches, which kind of nuked his value a little bit. But why couldn't he be a Brian Robinson or a Jordan Howard or a type of running back like that where? Hey, maybe it's a struggle to get to a thousand yards, but it's double digit touchdowns and twenty five to thirty catches every year. Yeah, absolutely. I I very much like him, and I I do think depending on the landing spot, again, every single one like it's so hard to project these running backs into these various offenses because like anything could happen, and there just aren't enough starting roles in the NFL right now, like. All of these running backs and their value for fantasy is going to be so dependent on where they land and what these opportunities actually are for them to get touches. But if they get touches. mm, 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 mm. All right, let's talk about Roshan Johnson's current dynasty value next. All right, Kate, we are back talking about some dynasty value here for Roshan Johnson. Uh, let, Let me ask you this off the top. Where do you have him valued among rookie running backs oh marcus i like the closer the the more work i do on him like i want to keep pushing him up my draft board and i need somebody to talk me out of that uh because right now he does he falls right around like rb7 rb8 and it feels like ah the upside could be so much more which he's getting drafted below that by the way being drafted as rb9 right now uh on dynasty league football and i like i i don't know talk me out of it talk me out of it because he's again i'm the first to admit he's very much like the type of running back i like to watch he's he's a big like i love power backs um he's got the size he's got a limited total he's got i think a lot of all of his advanced metrics would tell you that if he gets more work, he's going to be very successful. So like he feels like this diamond in the rough. I was very in on, I I mentioned Damian Pierce last year who it at Florida, like nobody really knows why he, he didn't take over as that team's RB one because he was incredibly successful and all of the advanced metrics would have told you this guy deserves more touches and he just didn't get them. At least now we have a reason. Like we know why he didn't get more touches and it's because of Bijan Robinson. Like, so when I look at how high I had Damian Pierce, just based on that fact that like everything you saw, you loved all of the advanced metrics you loved. It was just these lack of touches. Like the same thing applies to Roshan Johnson, but it's less of a question mark. So why don't like, 
why isn't he higher on my draft board? It's probably just because of the projected draft capital. But yeah, it, 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 and that can change, right? Yeah. Like if somebody drafts him in the third round or the top of the fourth round, you're not going to care, right? Uh, I'm not afraid of drafting Roshan Johnson higher than ADP for a couple of reasons. One, I we've seen this history of draft running backs from big schools, but there's just a lot of talent. Like Georgia, Alabama, Ohio State, like all these teams have a ridiculous amount of talent. So a lot of times drafting RB2 is better than drafting the number one running back at a smaller school. It's just, it's happened over and over again. And it's happened in that conference. And we mentioned Ramondre Stevenson didn't get a bunch of touches, didn't perform well at the combine, but now he's one of the t- most, Top what top ten dynasty running back right now? I think the last time I saw he was eight. Went also I think fourth or fifth round. I'm I'm betting Roshan Johnson has a similar uh, career trajectory. trajectory. Yeah, yeah, so I'm in. I, I'm in. Yeah, I I have a feeling that he's just going to continue to climb it because uh, you know even a lot of the the guys that are ranked like just ahead of him like like your Sean Tucker's, your Zach Evans, like your Tajay Spears, like those are all like smaller guys who I think, you know, are really talented, but do they have quite as much upside as Roshan Johnson might have at that size with his particular skill set as a power back? Johnson probably has more upside there. Mm-hmm. We're in. Hey, we're in. We are in on Russia. You know what? Every time we have a show, Marcus, I just fall in love with a new guy. And that just tells me it's time for the NFL draft. I have, I'm itching for this NFL draft and to figure out where these guys are going. Cause I do think, I mean, this class feels especially dependent on landing spot, maybe more so than any other class in recent memory. Should also mention really quickly before we go, right now in standard dynasty leagues in rookie ADP, Roshan Johnson being picked as uh, player 21, 22. So that's at the back end of your second round. And again, I think that's with the expectation that he goes fourth, fifth round. If he suddenly gets day two draft capital, you're going to see him being selected much, much higher than that. So now is a good time to buy Roshan Johnson. That is it for today's show. Thank you for making Locked On Dynasty your first listen every day. Now make your second listen to Locked On NFL Scouting Show with the Draft Dudes, where I'm sure they'll be talking about Roshan Johnson from free agency to the draft, salary cap management, and more. Join NFL experts Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino as they take you through what it's like to build a successful NFL franchise every Monday through Friday. Find Locked On NFL Scouting with the Draft Dudes wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Uh, please go check us out on YouTube. We post shows every single day over there. And go follow Kate on Twitter uh, at Kate Magic. I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier. Matt and Ryan back on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Kate, you and I have a special guest on Friday. Look forward to seeing you guys then.